Universe Space. My name is Gemma, and this is the first episode of this podcast series. In this podcast series, we'll be talking about the things that are happening in the world, and we'll also be interviewing people. Today, we'll be talking about festivals and the music industry, and how are they doing during this pandemic. Our first two ever guests here in the, on this podcast are my mom and dad. They both work in the music business and produce festivals and bands. Now, since the pandemic started, the music industry has been canceling festivals and shows. So tell me, Mom and Dad, how's it going for your business? Our business has come to almost a complete stop in the year 2020. Um, In the beginning, we were postponing a lot of our shows into the end of 2020, hoping that um, we would be back online. And um, now we're pushing everything into 2021 um, without a vaccine um, or treatment on the horizon. So, Daddy, what do you have to say about that? It didn't just affect our business in the United States. We were, we basically had to shut down in every country that we work in around the world. And particularly to C3, 10 countries had to shut down all at once. It happened very fast. And we, uh, it, it took everybody by surprise. We've, we feel like there's some vaccines and some antivirals uh, coming down the pipe in the next four, five months. And I feel like uh, hopefully we'll be back in business by late spring, early summer. So this is for both of you. When do you think festivals can reopen? I think, hopefully, um, by next summer. You know, it would be nice to get some shows off in June, Bonnaroo, um, maybe a Bottle Rock in May. Uh, that's what we're shooting for. So, Mommy, what do you have to say about that? I definitely hope that we're back online with ACL Festival and Lollapalooza in Chicago and Music Midtown um, and Voodoo in New Orleans by next year, 2021. And all our European festivals, hopefully, will be online too as well. Lala Berlin, Lala Stockholm, and Lala Paris. So how are y'all producers feel about this whole pandemic? Um, Just be honest. I personally miss being around uh, my coworkers and producing events and seeing everybody enjoying the music and all the artists' performances. Um, And I can't wait to get back to it. On the plus side... It's been very nice being around my kids every day, night and day, and had a really good time being outdoors with my daughter Mila and Gemma. But like, how do you feel like, how do you feel about this whole pandemic thing, um, music-wise? Oh, it's terrible. It's the worst. We are... Hoping and praying that we get back up in business by next year. We we miss our friends. We miss the shows. We miss the bands. I even miss some of the travel, which I never thought I would say. So is there any bright spots in your business right now? I mean, I think that some of the virtual stuff that we're doing uh, is 
interesting and fun, and we've been doing some drive-in shows uh, that has been successful. Um, but, you know, I think we're all ready to get back to work uh, at the normal levels that we were in 2019. So, one last question. What is it like booking bands during COVID? Booking bands is a little complicated than before because there are a lot of unknowns and uncertainty in the next year. So some of the venues that we book, we don't know what the capacities will be. Um, We don't know what the economy will look like. Um, So, you know, everybody is a little... um, confused as to what the market will be able to handle um, when we get out of this and we're able to be back in the venues and parks. Thank you, Amy Corbett and Charles Atoll, for talking to me today. Next up, we will have Houston Powell talking to us on the phone right now. Hi, Houston. Hello, Gemma. How are you? I'm doing amazing. So I have some questions to ask you. Okay. The first one is, was it hard to book bands slash festivals pre-COVID or post-COVID? Well, it's, it's, there, it's, did you ask me if it's harder? Yeah. Is it harder to book bands slash festivals Pre-COVID or post-COVID? I think, you know, I think booking a festival in, in, in normal conditions can be, can be easy sometimes when, when the right bands want to play the show and, and things kind of go smoothly. But it can, also be, it can also be very difficult even in normal times because you've got to find new bands every year and you can't use the bands that just played and Sometimes the bands that you want aren't working when you want them to work, and that can cause a lot of stress. But it's probably it's much more difficult in in the COVID times because we just don't have, you know, everybody I think is is looking for some kind of reasonable answer about when the shows can happen again, and we just don't have we just don't have that date yet. Um, nobody has a lot of certainty whether. They'll be able to happen in the spring. Maybe next summer feels kind of likely. Maybe it won't be till the fall of next year. And so I think everybody is suffering from the same kind of anxiety and, and difficulty when they just don't know. There's so much uncertainty right now. So I would say it's much more difficult during COVID. Okay. Yeah, I get it. So the second question is, what is your day in the life during COVID? You know, my, my day, my a day in the life during COVID is, you know, I, I typically get up in the morning and I, I start calls about 830 in the morning. And most of those early calls are with our European partners because we're doing festivals in Europe, whether that's in Berlin or Stockholm or Paris. And we're talking to all the promoters in Europe who are six or seven hours ahead of us clockwise. So it's in the afternoon there. And we're talking about those shows and trying to talk we want to book for 2021 and then in early afternoon i start to focus on the u.s stuff 
you know, and so because there's not going to be a Lala Chicago this year, which would be happening next weekend, you know, we're going to be putting on a virtual Lollapalooza online on YouTube. So we've been having to do a lot of organization for that. That's, that's taken up a lot of time and a lot of organization. Um, and then there's, then there's calls about the U S and, and what bands are going to be touring. And that usually goes till three or four in the afternoon. And it's kind of, it's a very similar schedule every day now. Yeah. Um, the other question is, do you like working at home or in the office? Do, repeat that for me. I missed a little of that. Do you like working at home or in the office? I like working in the office much better. I'm not a great home worker. I, I've got, you know, I just, I enjoy being around everybody in the office and the environment. You know, I like to, I love going to the office. So there, there's a couple of advantages for a brief period of time about being home. It's kind of nice on occasion to work from home, but you know, I miss, I miss working with all the other C3 employees and I miss seeing everybody. And it, you know, it just kind of gets lonely I to work it, on your it's own. It's like your, your coworkers are like basically your friends and you want to see them. I get it. Yeah. And you want, you know, you see them on zooms, but it's, it's that way for everybody, right? You had to deal with it by not getting to see all your classmates in the spring and you got to see some of them, but not, not as many as you used to. And that's the same thing here, you know, and, and we would be right in the middle of doing all our summer shows now. Right. So we would be traveling to places like Stockholm or Paris or Chicago or Berlin or, you know, and, and we'd be seeing all the people that work on those shows and our partners in Europe. And so, you know, I, I think for everybody, music promoters and, 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 and anybody in society that you, you start to, um, you start to miss that connection yeah. with everybody. Um, it's like, you just don't want to, it's like, you're really not into at home. You're really like isolated and with, yeah. Right, exactly. The fourth question I'm going to ask is, so my mom told me that you booked seven festivals in 2020. That never happened. How much work went into that? A lot of work, right? Um, you know, three of the festivals are in March. One is in June, two are in July, and one is in September. So I'm kind of working to some extent on them all year. And there's a, it's a lot of, you know, I'm working on different parts of the shows at different times. And, you know, I have, I have a lot of anxiety about them trying to get all seven shows doing well, you know, and, you know, um, it's very, it's discouraging when all, all of that hard work, you know, the, the payoff for all that work is when you actually get to see the show happen. And, you know, and that's kind of like, and you're not the only one, right? I mean, it's all the people that have done the marketing and the ticketing and built the stages and done all the artwork and all the decorations exactly. around the park. And, you know, you work, on, you work on it the whole time and then you get to go out there and enjoy it with your friends and see the bands and have fun. And we did all the work, but we couldn't get, get, the, get the show. So, you know, I'm still optimistic about the future. You know, this is a strange and very unique time, but it, it'll pass. And we'll be back to doing things our old way, but, you know, so I hope that 
you know, I, I certainly appreciate things more than I did because I never expected something yeah, like this exactly. to happen. Because, like, you put in so much hard work and it's just thrown out the door. Um, were you upset that yeah. they didn't play? Like, any all of the bands that didn't play, were you upset about that? I mean, I was, you know, I, I was disappointed because, you know, I, 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 everybody had worked on it. Plus, you know, we ha- everybody has different tastes in music. And, you know, I was excited to see Post Malone in Stockholm. I, I was excited to see Rage Against the Machine in Berlin or Kendrick Lamar in Chicago, um, you know, and, and a bunch of new bands that were coming out that, that I was excited about. So, you know, I, I, I was certainly, I'm certainly disappointed. You've been to a lot of festivals, you know, like, if you can remember what it was like, you know, if you work all year long and you, and then you, you know, remember how great Billie Eilish yeah. was. Like I had, I had Billie Eilish this summer in Paris. Yeah. And so that was going to be super awesome, you know, but it now, now luckily she's going to play next year. So, you know, well, it's just going to have to wait a year, which mm-hmm. is okay. There's nothing you can do about it, but you know, it's, it makes you a little yeah, sad. It's like missing your favorite band playing and you don't get to see it. Exactly. Um, the fifth and final question is which Lollapalooza is your favorite out of all of them? Like all of the years, which one is your favorite? My favorite um, of all the years, you know, I would probably say, 2007 in Chicago when, when we had Pearl Jam. And the reason that was my favorite was because, you know, the first year Lollapalooza had in two, was 2005 in Chicago and the show had done okay. It didn't sell as many tickets as we would like, but it was just a first year festival. And, and, and Pearl, when I was 20 years old, Pearl Jam was my favorite band. And so, in 2005, Charles and I flew to Mexico and we met with the band and, and we convinced them to play Lollapalooza. And then it happened in 2007. And Eddie Vedder, who's the lead singer, is from Chicago. And to, to see them walk out there in front of a huge crowd, that was, that oh, was my wow. favorite. That sounds like amazing. Um, now, I'm going to play a rapid fire Q&A with you. So okay. let's get started. Netflix or Amazon? Netflix. Jordans or Yeezys? Jordan. Pearl Jam? 100%. Pearl Jam or REM? That was my mom's. Ooh, REM. Ghost, the movie, or Titanic? Ghost. Okay. I would say ghost. Gemma. I might be in the minority there. Gemma or Mila? Me, I can't pick that. <laughs> I can't give you that. They're both my favorites. That's not a fair question. Okay. They're both my favorites. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. Um, I hope you have a great. No, I, ha- I have before, before I go, I have a okay. question for you. Okay. So. Now, 
one of the things that I'm learning in the music business is as I get older, is it's it's more and more difficult to to stay connected with the younger fans yeah. like you, right? And and so who who what acts do you want to see? Well, play? I usually want to see the probably the top hits. Um like Lizzo, Billie Eilish, um, um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and some, I think, oh, this is really hard. Uh... Okay, here's, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a couple rapid fires okay. and you pick. You I'm ready? ready? Post Malone Harry or Harry Styles. Styles. Okay. Taylor Swift or Miley Taylor Cyrus. Taylor Swift. Okay. Kendrick Lamar or Travis Scott. Travis Scott. Okay. Good ones. All right. Well, thank you. Is there anything else I can answer um, today? That is all it. Thank you so much for talking to us today. I hope you have a great day. Well, I have, been, I have enjoyed it. Good luck with the podcast. It sounds really exciting, and uh, I look forward to seeing you when okay. you get back to Austin. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you all for listening to this exciting podcast about the music business and festivals during this pandemic. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll talk about Lebanon and its cultures. This is Gemma on Universe Space. Thank you. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye.